This podcast was first broadcast on 92.6 FM Radio Verulam. Go to radioverulam.com to find more Environment Matters podcasts and, if you enjoy what we do, to find out how you can support the station, which is run entirely by volunteers. I hope you enjoy the podcast. Welcome to Environment Matters with me, Amanda Yorworth. Environment Matters is the show that brings you news on issues of sustainability and the environment from around St Albans and from further afield. Let's start this week's show with a massive congratulations to Danny Jefferson, who was winner of Young Market Trader of the Year for London and the South East in the general retail category. This year's competition took place in last week's heat down in Westminster, so it sounds like it was quite an ordeal even just taking part. Now, you might have seen Danny's stall at Sustainable Markets in St Albans, where she sells products aimed at making us all a little bit more sustainable. And all of these products she has made herself. Things like reusable makeup wipes, jute pan scrubs and soap saver bags. So a massive round of applause to Danny for her well-deserved award and do look out for her stall or take a look at jeffersoncrafts.com online. Now, the Wilder St Albans project, managed by the Hearts and Middletex Wildlife Trust and funded by St Albans District Council, has been running for just a few months. But project manager Heidi Carruthers is already working hard to connect with local groups and start the process of making our city a better home for wild things. And she's got something that she'd like us to help with. I spoke to Heidi and I started by asking her to tell us about the ecological audit of the district that she's been undertaking. Yes, so we have carried out a full, what we call a desktop ecological audit, which is basically using all the information that we have to hand through um, previous species records and habitat data. So this has been done in partnership with Hearts Environmental Records Centre. We've collected all the information we have across the whole of the district, and it's given us lots of interesting stuff to um, to draw from. We now know that about 16% of our land is considered natural or semi-natural habitat, so this will support and benefit benefit local wildlife. This is predominantly comprised of woodland mainly and um, plantations are a significant proportion of that woodland and then it's open grass habitat, wetlands and um, heathlands. Heathlands are certainly considered our rarest habitat in Hertfordshire. So is there anything that surprised you from what you found in the ecological audit? Well, if we think about um, the sort of widely considered value of um, we really need to assign 30% of our land that's managed for wildlife by 2030, this kind of really shows us, um, you know, the ways that we have to go quite a long way to go in order to reach this. Um, And for us on a district level, what this sort of equates to is around about 2,600 hectares of land that we need to either um, restore or or create in order to meet that target in, in eight years time. Okay, that sounds like quite a tall order. So when you're thinking about areas within our city that might um, might help meet this target, what kind of areas are you thinking about? Yes, yeah, so certainly from our audit, it shows us that priority habitats um, in, in and across the district for habitat creation and restoration are certainly grasslands um, and heathlands. So we're really looking for places certainly at the moment, um, say, for example, that are being regularly mown, where perhaps we can reduce the mowing um, and create meadows on them. So actually, I'd really, um, I'm really excited to announce that we're going to be launching a new scheme called Wilder Spaces, whereby St Albans City 
and district council are actually inviting residents to help identify these areas in and around the district. Okay, um, so so how can we help with that? Uh, how, what would you like us to do? So if you can have a look around where you live, have a look at the green spaces you have. So either greens in cul-de-sacs or areas in your local park, verges, footpaths. Have a look and see if there's anywhere that you think that's mown regularly well perhaps it doesn't have to be mown regularly there aren't necessarily any sight line or recreation or access issues and perhaps this could be managed differently for the benefit of wildlife if you have any of those spaces in mind um, then please do register them through the Wilder St Albans web pages on our Wilder Spaces page that's specifically set up um, set up to collect this information So Heidi, once we've identified sites, we've nominated them to you, is there some kind of a process that uh, has to be gone through before they are um, put up for rewilding? Yeah, so each in each site that is nominated will be considered on an individual basis and discussed with the relevant landowner where appropriate. Now, we cannot guarantee that all nominations will be successfully approved. There are certainly some spaces, particularly those at road junctions or in use for access or recreation that may need to be cut. But there are certainly others that can be left to grow in spring and summer um, and managed for the benefit of the wild. Of, for wildlife. St Albans City and District Council has a has a has a real robust set of criteria by which these will be approved. Good to know. Okay. So what kind of plants and animals do you think could benefit from this? What kind of things could thrive in these spaces? So there's a number of different uh, fine grasses that we might find in in these green spaces. So things like common bent might grow or or some of the fescues or poas. And certainly some of our wildflowers can be found in these green spaces. Things like red clover, black medic, bird's foot trefoil, uh, knapweed, all of these things, which are great for pollinators, um, can easily be found in areas that are allowed to, um, to grow. Okay, and I believe that on Hatfield Road you found a particularly lovely native flower that uh, was thriving in some grassland that had just been left. Yes, is this a bee orchid, I believe? Yes, that's right. right. Yes, Yes. Yeah, yeah, so it's actually surprising what comes up when you stop mowing. And certainly we would always advocate if there is an area that you're considering yourself um, as changing into a more valuable meadow habitat, always wait to see what comes up first because you'll be pleasantly surprised what's actually in the seedbed already in the soils. And lo and behold, actually this year, it's been a fab year for orchids. We've been seeing quite a few uh, bee orchids, especially popping up in and around the district, which is wonderful. Which is fantastic, isn't it? That's uh, that's that's really quite a motivation when you have sort of really um, really wow plants like that popping up. So so when it comes to management, is it just a matter of stop mowing, or is there something else we do to have to make these spaces better? Do we have to sow wildflowers? You said that some things pop up. Sometimes they don't do. Is yeah. is it? What's the crucial way to to change these spaces? Yeah, so that's that's a really good point. What we're doing at the moment, we have already 38 uh, trial wilding plots just, you know, like this, where St Albans City and District Council have allocated areas for reduced mowing. We've actually got a wonderful team of 27 volunteers from Butterfly Conservation and also Ver Valley Society that are helping us to monitor them. So they're going to be looking at what butterfly species they're finding there. And they're also going to be looking at some of the um, plants and grasses, some of the flowering plants and grasses that are there as well and what this information will tell us is um, 
whether we need to do additional interventions to essentially encourage um, different, a greater variety of plants to grow and increase diversity. So for example, if we have a plot that um, isn't particularly diverse, it's had a couple of years of what we call a summer cut, uh, where, you know, in September, we cut Uh, cut the grass and then we take away all of the cuttings to keep the nutrients nice and low things still aren't improving then we might then take the um take the management option to introduce some plug plants or some yellow rattle which is really good at helping to reduce the vigor of some of those competitive grasses um also there's other techniques that can be used like um adding some green hay for example that's recently been cut that's rich in seed from a quite diverse um uh, grassland already so lots of lots of tricks up our sleeve but certainly the important thing is to know what What's there first so that can best inform how you're going to manage it going forwards okay so um to me this sounds lovely the idea of having lots of wildflowers but this is something that we're not really used to in our urban spaces we're used to having them really neatly cut do you think there's going to be a problem with people thinking this is just council laziness this is just cutbacks yeah so I I think that's a really good point and I think engagement is a really important part of the process with everybody so once um, you have nominated a wilder space close to you that will appear on what we're calling a wilder spaces on our wilder spaces map on the web pages anyone can go in and have a look at all of those nominations and and comment specifically against them so for example if if there is someone who has you know genuine concerns as to why a wilding scheme shouldn't go a- ahead around to where they are um, then they have the opportunity to feedback uh, as well but also one thing I think is really that is also important is making sure that people are aware as they're walking past these spaces um you know what the method is behind you know the way that they're being managed so i think signage is quite critical um for helping us to do that so that we will make sure that there are small plaques in place to tell people that you know uh this is this is being managed for for biodiversity to increase biodiversity Right. So this sounds like a really visible way in which you can make St. Albans a little bit wilder, something that we'll notice just walking around um, just you know, every day. How about following this up in our own gardens if we've got you know, our own sort of um, grassy space or whatever? Is, is it helpful if we sort of follow suit a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, you know, there's probably lots of us have... Uh, good opportunities to create what we call mini meadows in our garden if this is something that you're wanting to do then check out the Wilder St Albans web pages as well because we have lots of resources and toolkits on there specifically around creating mini meadows that that will help you to do this and like I said I'd always recommend doing a bit of a hands-off approach initially see what comes up naturally and then kind of take stock a little bit as to how things are progressing year two and then you can perhaps alter the way that you're managing it going forwards but all all information around how to do that you will find on the Wilder St Albans web pages. That sounds brilliant. Heidi, thank you so much for telling us about that. No, not a problem. Thanks very much. I was talking there to Heidi Carruthers of Wilder St Albans. Now, I've already nominated a road triangle and a bit of wide road verge near me for rewilding, and I'm looking forward to seeing what pops up and seeing and hearing the insects and other wildlife that comes along and enjoys a new home. And I'll put the link to the Wilder Spaces webpage in the notes that go with the podcast of this show that you'll find on the podcast page of RadioVerulam.com so that you can nominate your favourite space for rewilding near you. 
And whilst you're there on the podcast page of Radio Bellum, if you missed last week's show where we heard about the wonderful work that the charity Butterfly World 2.0 are up to, both in St Albans and also over in Decorum, you'll find the podcast of that programme there too, so that you can take a listen. Now, Heidi told me that she's now finished training a bunch of fantastic and very knowledgeable volunteers from Butterfly World 2.0 and from the Vare Valley Society, and that they're all ready to start surveying some of the areas around St. Albans that have already been allowed to get started with rewilding. Um, like that magnificent patch of teasel that have sprung up in the grass verge on King Harry Lane near Waitrose. I don't know if you've seen that, but the bees will be loving the flowers now and the seed heads are an absolute winner with goldfinches. Do keep an eye out for that. There's also some areas that the Wilderhood Watch have sown wildflower seeds in, in the top of Lancaster Road, on Sandridge Road, on Faircross Way and, uh, and at the bottom of Gurney Court Road. Um, and the grass is growing there too. And some of the areas are proving to have a well, there's some proving to have a greater diversity of species than others. And Heidi's already identified that some of these areas perhaps will need some changes for next year. But as she said to me, all of these areas are ecologically speaking better than they were when they were short mown grass. So that feels like progress. I'd be really interested to hear what you think about these areas. Do you like the idea or do you find shaggy grass around the place just a step too far? Do share your thoughts because we'd really like to hear them. You can get in touch with me via Twitter at RV underscore environment or via the Environment Matters Facebook page. Or you can drop me a line on amanda at radioverilum.com. Do you love Clarence Park? Well, I certainly do. I was down there having a meeting last week when the schools broke up and it was wonderful to see how many children had chosen to end a tough year at school with an afternoon running around Clarence Park with their friends. Now, it was super hot and I noticed how everyone ended up bunched in the shade of the wonderful mature trees in the park. Now, if you've been in the park recently, you might have noticed signs pinned to the trees headed tree removal notice with a detail added dead wood removal. Now, a number of you have been alarmed by these signs, and indeed I was. But Councillor Danny Clare has looked into this and said that incorrect signage has actually been used. He says it will be replaced and he's asked that uh, that signage on trees is reviewed to be less confusing in the future. Now, the St Albans District Council officers have apologised for any confusion and the same applies to similar signs in Verulamium Park. On the plus side, Councillor Clare did say he was encouraged by the number of people expressing concern about the trees. So great work, tree huggers. Keep it up. Now, in the 16 weeks counting down to the all-important climate change talks in Glasgow in November, Nick Hazel is covering 16 things that you can do to cut your carbon footprint and help the planet on Verulam in the morning each Tuesday here on Radio Verulam. Each week, he'll be discussing tips to help you with taking a different step each week. And this week, he'll be talking to Caroline Wilson about cutting down on food waste. So do tune in for that. Now, I'm going to be back at the same time next week when we're going to be hearing about new research from a Rothamsted scientist emphasising the importance of boosting soil biodiversity in our garden and advice from Earthworks on keeping garden pests at bay without reaching for pesticides. But let's finish this week with something a little bit different. 
Earlier this year, campaigners successfully campaigned to save a mature lime tree on Brickett Road from being felled to improve access to new buildings there. One of those campaigners was Anthony Helm of St Albans Tree Action Group and the success of the campaign and the retention of this lovely tree inspired him to reach for his pen and write this poem. So here's Anthony with his poem. I stood alone and then A public paid employee stuck a note upon this tree It said you are no good to us, the drivers cannot see They move so fast around this place, your girth gets in their way. So it's agreed you're going off for wood chips one bitter winter's day. But then arrived the hugging lot and set about their task to aid you in your time of need to prevent this tragic farce. For you the story turns out good. Now you help from right up high. Yet The work goes on asunder until all minds are softly nature spry. The Brickett Road Lime Campaign, St Albans, 2021. Thank you so much for that, Anthony, and thank you for listening.